Hello, I'm Hannah Kim. And I'm Johnny, and welcome to Even the Little Things Podcast. Yes, today we actually have some very special guests joining us for the episode. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. Hello. Okay. Um, yeah, we're so excited for some of our podcast friends and just internet friends in general to join us for our new podcast book club episode. So that's not interesting. Please stick around before we start. We should remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field and that this podcast is just stuff with a big and even little things teams go through today. So without further ado, let's just get into it. Hello. I guess I'll go first. Hi, my name is Matthew, and I'm the host of the That's So Matthew podcast, and I'm so excited to be here for episode two of The Page Turners. That's a great name. Came up with it myself. Pretty proud of it. And my fun fact for today is that if I sound like I'm dying, it's probably because I am, and I'm on a lot of meds right now just to like sound like halfway decent. Like, not, like, a lot, like, bad meds. Like, good meds. But I just had my shot yesterday, my second one, and they weren't lying. It feels like you are dying. That rhymed. So, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Okay, I'll go next. Um, Matt, that's so exciting that you got your your vaccine. Um, so, hello, I am Jules. I am a teen lifestyle YouTuber. Um, my YouTube handle is Jules Skeebs, and I make videos about... A lot of different things basically just being a teen i make some book review videos and fashion productivity all fun things like that and thank you so much for inviting me this is my first episode on the page turners so excited um and i would say my fun fact is that i live on a boat in the summer and i'm very excited to get back on the boat <laughs> so excited for the warm weather but yeah that's my little fun fact thanks for inviting me i'm excited to chat um, I'll go next. I'm Carmen, and I host the Girly Girl podcast, and sadly, I'm not as cool as Jules. I don't live on a boat over the summer, but I do live in Kentucky, which, I mean, I guess is just as exciting. I can go next. Um, my name is Amara. I'm one of the hosts of Just a Podcast. Um, this is my second episode with the Page Turners, and I'm really excited to talk about this episode today. Um, and I guess my fun fact of today is that I'm graduating high school in exactly 29 days from now. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll go next. Um, so I'm Julia. And I'm Gabby. And we're the hosts of the Seriously Not Serious podcast. We Whoa. talk basically about everything, lifestyle things, teen things, everything. Um, it's our second episode, and I guess our fun fact is the same as last episode. Um, we both live in Brazil, so that's different, um, and we're super excited to be here. Okay, I'll go next. Um, I'm Halima. I'm the host of the Little Perspective podcast. I basically talk around, talk about anything from racism to sustainable fashion, just any societal issue. Um, I'm really excited to be here to talk about our second book of the Page Turners Club. And I think a fun fact about myself, I spent like 10 minutes thinking what I can't, but um, I think my fun fact is that in a week I'm going to be in D.C., which is pretty cool for me because I've been here in Florida for like a year now since quarantine started. So yeah, I'm really excited to have a change in my environment. That's exciting. I can go next. Um, I'm Saisha. I'm the host of the podcast brown's rising my podcast is all about like being a south asian girl and um my experiences with it and um a fun fact about me well this is actually my first episode of the patroners also and i read this book um 
like I actually didn't read the book. I um, listened to it like as an audiobook, which was cool. And then my fun fact is that I play the cello, and right now I'm trying to learn driver's license on the cello. It's 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 interesting. I'll maybe I'll send it to you guys if if I'm if it goes well. Yeah, I'm an Elvira Rodriguez stan. I would love to hear that. Um, and of course, I'm Hannah, and <laughs> that's why well, you can't see her, but she's there. Um, and today for our podcast book club, we didn't decide this. We decided this months ago, but we are going to be talking about the X Talk. So this is just a book. Um, it's by Rachel Lynn Solomon, and we're so excited to be talking about that. But before we get into that, we do a little segment on this podcast where we just ramble. And that's just basically talk about whatever we want to because we can. So does anybody have anything to ramble off? I can start. We were just talking about this before we started recording, but um, a lot of us have our AP exams coming up. So I wish everybody luck on that. I don't know about you guys, but I've been feeling a little overwhelmed. Um, A lot of content to cover, but yeah, I think it's going to be okay. I'm very excited to get them over with and just to have to do nothing in class. That's going to be really, really exciting. So I hope that you guys are feeling good and prepared for AP exams. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if I'm the most prepared right now, given that I really cannot even write a DBQ. But I'm actually like really excited to just get them over with. And it just like pains me that I have to wait till July to see my scores because it's just like a month of frustration so I'm just ready to get them over with at this point yeah I would like to point out that I got this book in September and I just opened it for the first time today and the exams like next week I would also like to point out that that I have the a push version and I have not even looked at it yet and my exam is in two weeks so yeah Yeah, last year I remember I got um, a special like multiple choice book for AP world because that's the thing I struggled with the most and then with the whole new exam we just didn't have any multiple choice so like now my sister's using it but it was kind of a waste I was just gonna ask like what's been the hardest AP class that y'all have taken for me I was just about to say that I'm taking it right now it's the worst thing ever yeah I took it last year it was not fun I took regular chemistry and got the most horrible grade ever. So I don't know how you guys do it. I am not gifted in the art of chemistry, I guess. The whatever, the moles, the periodic table. The the only thing I remember is like there's this thing called like a cation or whatever, a cation or whatever. And so then my tutor was like, oh, you say since it's a cat, it's meow. So it's like positive because cats have paws or whatever and so that's the only reason that's the only thing I remember (laughs) and that's really embarrassing that I had to remember it like a kindergartner but that's the only thing I remember about that class which is kind of bad maybe I should not admit that but yeah I cannot do chemistry either Hannah I tried so hard this year I'm in honors chemistry not as bad as AP but honors is still not very fun I'm not very good, and I can pretty much say that once I can exempt from the exam, hopefully if I get my grade up one more point, really hoping, I won't have to take it, but it's just been a ride, and I I don't know the difference between a cation and anion, any of them, any of them. And also, I have yet to take any AP classes, but I will be taking some next year, so I'll make sure to update you on that. Yeah, I think more embarrassing for me, my mom is literally a chemist, and she teaches chemistry, and I suck at it still. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully I don't. Hopefully I make her proud, and I will fail. We'll see. 
Yeah, I was lucky last year I took honors chemistry and I was so lucky that, well, <laughs> we shut down, which is not great, but we didn't have a final. So I was like so excited because I didn't have to worry about trying to remember everything from the entire year. So good luck, Matthew, on your, <laughs> on your test and your, your class. You'll do great. <laughs> Yeah, in Brazil, we don't even have AP classes, so uh, we don't have to worry about that. But we do have to take chemistry and biology and physics and all the science all three years of high school. So that sucks. It really does. Well, anyways, I hope everyone does well in their exams. You know, sending all the positive vibes to everyone in the next few weeks. We've got this. We're all gonna, we're all gonna get it. Um, I'm manifesting fives for all of us. We're all getting fives. We're gonna open up the portal, um, which we reload like 45 times when they release it. Like it's like literally like, and then they don't release it for like three hours after that. But when we open up that portal for the 57th time, we'll all see fives. I, I'm sure of it. Um, okay, so I think that was kind of like a ramble. So now I think we can just talk about all about the X talk, all about this book. So um, I guess we should just kind of introduce it. So this is the X talk um, by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And I'm so excited to hear your guys' thoughts. So I think that maybe we should start with like, um, like what we thought of the book overall. I think overall, I thought the book, I don't want to go too much into detail yet, but I think I think it was okay. I think maybe, I don't know, this is my first like romance, romance book, so maybe I just thought it was different. But honestly, it just felt like the plot wasn't there. I just, I don't know, I just felt like there was no progression to anything. There was no overarching problem that the characters were trying to resolve. I don't know, but it was a fun read though, so. Yeah, I liked how um, it was similar to like, like I liked the podcasting stuff because I feel like I could relate to it a little bit and I liked like how it was modern like you know considering how I think it was just released even in 2021 but I agree completely that the um there wasn't really any character development and anything like it wasn't it just didn't feel like books that I'm used to reading I definitely agree this was my first like really big romance novel that I've read in a really really long time and so I was kind of like expecting, you know, there to be like some nice love development. Like they did not get to know each other whatsoever. It's so predictable. Literally, I just, I wanted to like it so bad, but I just couldn't get into it because there was just no development of any kind between the two. And it was so predictable. I knew exactly what was gonna happen. And it was just kind of bad, but kind of good at the same time. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, I agree. I am like a young adult romance or just romance connoisseur. Like I love cheesy romance novels. Like that is my thing. And yeah, I will say it was very one dimensional. And like, I, I didn't necessarily look forward to reading it all the time. Like there was nothing like hooking me to keep wanting to go back and reading it. But yeah, there definitely were some things that I enjoyed. We'll get into that later, but yeah, I agree with all of you guys. Yeah, also, um, I agree that it was very basic and predictable, but also they were supposed to be enemies before, but they weren't. So it wasn't a enemies to lovers 
book. Uh, it was just lovers. There were no enemies. Yeah, I actually rated it like kind of good on Goodreads, but then like the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know what? I actually really didn't like this as much as I thought I did. I think the only reason I rated it like what I did was because I liked the main protagonist, the male, not the girl. I I did not like. I did not like Shay, but I really love Dominic. Like I would say he's probably like in my holy trinity of adult romance books. He's one of them. I love him, but. I didn't like, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I really struggled to find something I liked in this book. I mean, personally, for me, I prefer more fantasy books. And I don't know if this was just because I had read, like, three contemporary romances in a row that when I got to this one, I was like, I just can't do it. Also, Shay, the main character, I've never had a protagonist that I didn't like, and I hated her. I gave this book a three on Goodreads, and I've never left a review, ever. But I did on this one just so I could trash it because I really did not enjoy it, but yeah. Yeah, I agree with what everybody said. I did have like some aspects that I liked, but as Jules said, like I didn't have anything that kept me wanting to go back and keep reading it. And I feel like it was all like the same, like the entire book. It was all the same context. Everything was happening like in the same situation, and like uh, Matthew said, like we already knew uh, what would happen. So it was so predictable, and I think that like made me like the book way less. There's just so much I could say, and yet so little at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, and then something about the, I think we can get to the plot next. I think that's something we should discuss next, the plot. Um, but something about the plot was just like, you could see, you know, like when you see something bad happening, like, you know, like two seconds before you drop something on the floor, that's what it was like. But like the slowest two seconds of your entire life. And then when it did drop on the floor, nothing happened, like nothing happened. And then agree with Shay. Oh my God. Can we, I think we need to have a whole segment about Shay because there is something about that girl. There is, oh my, I, okay, I put this in my Goodreads review, but I, if I had a list of like main characters I hated, she would be like on the top of the list. Like she, like tier rank number, like right here, like you can't see me right now, but all the way at the top, she's one of the worst people I've ever heard had experience was just that. And again, nothing made me want to read this book. And I, I'm a trash for romance. I am trash for romance. Like I love the hating game. Like I am trash for romance. And this was just like, it made me not want to read romance anymore. It was just bad. So I think next we should kind of talk about, I guess, where do we want to go first? Do we want to go with like the plot or do we want to talk about, yeah. Okay. I think we should talk about the plot. Let's talk about the plot. Before we get started, I just want to add something that I think is the best way to describe this book, and I wish I included it in my Goodreads review, that this plays out like a Hallmark movie. It's so bad, and I had no motivation to read this whatsoever. I started reading it on Goodreads, and I took forever. Yes, Wattpad, literally. And I read the whole, like, 200 pages left in this book in one day, because I just wanted to get it done and it was so it was so bad and yeah the plot is just a hallmark movie i would not be surprised if they um like turn this into a hallmark movie like over the summer because that's just how it felt so bad it was so bad okay matt if y'all 
could just see me. I freaked out for a second. I literally, that is the exact thing that I wrote down in my review. I'm the same, you know, love Christmas Hallmark movies. Like for me, I celebrate Christmas. It is not Christmas unless I'm watching a Hallmark movie. Like I just, I'm a sucker for them. I think you know what's gonna happen, but like I, it just gets me in the holiday spirit. But when I'm reading this, I'm like, exactly. This is every Hallmark movie plot ever. <laughs> like, like she, I feel like Rachel tried to do something different with making them enemies. And I say that in air quotes. Um, but right, I think Julia, you said it, they weren't really enemies. And then you're all just like, what? What's happening? <laughs> but yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah, um, I think that, like, I remember um, I think chatting with Carmen about this and I remember telling her like I really liked it and she's like oh I didn't like it and then I read the end and then I was like oh yeah because this is like when I was I think on chapter 25 or something and then there's still 10 more to go um so I like the beginning um and I think after the cabin scene it got ruined for me um like I it was good for me up until that point because then I think it was just sort of like the downhill because then you knew it was gonna happen and then um, I, I know we're probably not talking about characters yet, but I think the, like, the main thing that annoyed me about Shay was that she would, like, make all these assumptions about him, and I'd be like, bro, like, can't you just see past it? Like, you're a 29-year-old woman, like, like, you know, he, even I know better than you about this. But I like Dominic, I think. I was telling, I think, I forgot who I was telling someone here, about, like, how Dominic reminded me of someone who I like in real life, and I was just like, oh, that, that's fun. But, Yeah. I know Amara said, Amara has been the biggest Dominic stan every day. I, I get a text him. from her and she's like, I want to marry him. Like he is the best, but I'll let her speak about it. But she is a big Dominic stan. Um. Yeah, I really like Dominic. I don't know why. I just, I'm a really big fan of him. Um, Some of my favorite, like, I guess, book boyfriends in like the adult romance genre are like Zafir from Take a Hint Danny Brown. I like Joshua from The Hating Game. Um, but I just really like Dominic. I actually thought that, like, he had pure intentions. He was a nice guy. Like, he was, he felt kind of real. Like, he felt like a real person who actually had, like, real feelings and stuff. And Shay just kind of felt like this cartoonish, weird protagonist that, like, you were trying to root for. But I did, I could I just couldn't root for her. And I couldn't root for them together. But I was rooting for Dominic, like, individually i felt bad for him and i feel kind of bad that he has to like put up with shay because i don't think she actually grew at all throughout the course of the entire book like there were some moments when i really thought that she was gonna have this breakthrough but she didn't <laughs> and she just kind of like she was going up 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 and then something like happened and then she completely went back down again it was horrible but yeah i really like dominic but I actually thought the first half of the book was super boring and I couldn't enjoy it until the cabin scene. And I, I didn't even really enjoy it after the cabin scene. It just became a little bit easier to read. Like, it, I just wanted to know what happened. Yeah, I agree. But I think for me, like, I was listening to the audiobook. I forgot who said that they also did, but I was listening to the audiobook. And it just felt, like, very stagnant. Like, I literally had to speed it up, like, increase the speed. I just felt like I was constantly going back. I felt like I was missing something because it was just so dull, like, at the beginning. And once the cabin scene happened, it was just, like, eh. Like, it kind of went, like, up, and then it went back down because I just feel like there was no, like, 
I know how any other book we read, like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I don't know if we're supposed to be mentioning that, but I feel like there there were a lot of like different like jolts and turns. Like even though I, that book wasn't amazing, there were like a lot of different things that happened. But here it was just nothing. Like I felt like there was no progression or anything. So yeah. Can we talk about how their relationship literally went from zero to one hundred? Like there was zero tension whatsoever. Like she just. Also, can we talk about how it wasn't enemies to lovers? And this is the reason why. The reason why is because Shay didn't, she didn't hate Dominic. She just like is very insecure about everything in her life. So I guess we talk more about Shay, but she's insecure about literally everything. And because she's so insecure, she can't be happy for literally anybody in her life. Like everybody in her life, she cannot be happy for. She's not happy for her mom. She's not happy for her best friend. She's not happy for literally anybody. She only cares about herself. And she gets literally no consequences in the end. And their relationship goes from zero to 100 in the cabin scene. Like, uh, I don't want to be graphic or whatever, but they literally, they literally were shopping for, <laughs> they were shopping for like cast irons. And then all of a sudden they're like making out. And I'm like, so did I miss, did I miss a season? Like what happened? Where was the tension? The tension's on the floor. Tension's on the floor. And so is their relationship because literally where did it go like she's she only hated him because she was insecure about her job and like i don't know yeah i definitely yeah, agree. i agree oh Duane, go ahead okay i was gonna when i read the description of the book i was like oh it's an enemy to lover and i love that trope but like when i read it i was like and i like when it's like a slow burn not when it goes from like zero to a hundred and like there's nothing in between them like i could have sworn like they didn't like each other or like or i mean she she like didn't hate him like you said she just she was just jealous i guess but like it just went it just seemed like they went from like not liking each other or at least she didn't like him to like two days later it's like making out in the cabin and it just like came out of nowhere and i feel like none of the characters well except dominic but like especially like shay they didn't have like any character development and then the only like good part i thought was like when like their lies were like revealed but then like then like that climax just failed like the end like the climax was good and then what happened afterwards just kind of like ruined it like it didn't ride out it was just kind of it's just kind of bad yeah i agree and also like we know that they weren't really enemies in the beginning but i feel like from page one shay liked him like she always would bring up little things about his forearms and like like all this stuff and we're like dude you like him like that is not an enemy like i think she was masking her like feelings for him with like oh he's stuck up or oh he's privileged and then second thing kind of a little unrelated i don't know about you guys but when i was reading like in the middle when they were lying about the x talk i was like anxious like i felt really uneasy when they were just lying about the whole thing and like when that one caller came in was like hey you guys are lying i was like freaking out i was like oh my god like my heart was racing and i just didn't like feeling like that while reading I was telling Hannah this, and I was like, I find it really unsettling that they're lying because I feel like radio and podcasting is the most authentic form of media. Because, like, I genuinely think that, like, on my show, I can be my most authentic self. I don't really care who's listening. I just kind of, I just kind of talk. And knowing that their entire, like, show was built on a lie and, like, that they were experiencing all this success. And, like, although they sometimes brought up that they had reservations about it, like, 
they really didn't like they were really okay with being successful and I think that like kind of went against everything that Shay like was upset about in the first place because she was she was like oh I want to like not live up to my father's legacy but like do radio for her dead dad and like she just if she really wanted to like be an authentic storyteller she wouldn't have done the x talk but I think I think okay I think we forgot to explain this for people listening but basically the plot is now that we're getting into it the plot is that they're not really exes but their radio guy like the radio wants them to become exes well I guess it was kind of her idea so I'm gonna put the blame on Shay on this one but the radio wants them to be pretend to be exes so they can host this podcast called the x talk where they're like exes and that's like their whole like co-hosting thing which I think is interesting if there's actually a podcast like that I would listen to it but I think a huge problem I had and I put this in my review is that with the plot is that I am a podcaster so we very very upset when they were being very like successful out of literally nowhere like I don't and they didn't ever talk about like the work that gets put into like behind the scenes for like smaller podcasts either like that are not on public radio and they were like oh my god we are so successful I'm like but on a lie though like you're literally lying about it you're literally lying about it and she and then can we talk about how in the end like there were zero consequences for her like literally zero and then they try to make it like a whole feminist like like sexist like they try to blame it on like sexism and like somebody else I was like no (laughs) where's the consequences the consequences are nowhere literally no one gets blamed and it was the weirdest plot Okay, I have something to add. So once their podcast was exposed, I was so happy because I was like, finally, they got all this like success for nothing. But then they started the new podcast at the end. And for what? They hated each other. And now they did they were fake exes. And now they're in a real relationship starting this own podcast. And I'm just like, for what? Like, the plot was so moving so quick, and they just took some random producer from earlier in the book, shoved it into the end, made a podcast. And, like, I'm gonna be honest, I really hated the transcripts of the podcast in the book for me. I don't know what it was. It just kind of, like, ruined the whole story for me. And it just kind of, like, made me uncomfortable because, like, you knew it was a lie. But, like, also, if there was a real podcast like this that they weren't acting, I would probably listen to it. The thing is, I didn't realize how crazy that lie was until I realized that I was considering their podcast like a Snapchat series. You know, like those like mini reality shows are on Snapchat. They're all fake. So I was like, why are people so surprised it's a lie? Like it's fake. And then I realized like this is a public radio, like this is a public radio podcast. Like that's a huge deal. So I agree. Again, I forgot who said this, but like there were no consequences. I think Amara said that, but there were no consequences at all for what they did and i feel like that's so unrealistic i know it's like fiction but still i feel like given that it's contemporary there should have been some like of a realistic element to it and there was none like if this happened in the real world like it would like i feel like there would be much more consequences than like a new podcast formed it just wasn't believable yeah i like completely think that if the author wanted Shay to actually develop as a person and, like, figure out what her interests were beyond podcasting and beyond the radio, I think they should have had her move on to a completely different career choice or, like, have had her go back to, like, school or something to figure out what she liked. Because I really think that, like, her starting another podcast, like, the exact same one, basically, with her boyfriend, she didn't grow at all. She's back in the exact same place she was at the beginning of the book. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that was very realistic. I agree, and I feel like the big 
point at the end was like, oh, she's grown and she's not living for her father anymore. She's living for herself. And then like her best friend was right about her, you know, putting herself first. And we're all like, yay. And then the last line is like, welcome to our podcast. We're like, queen, what? <laughs> like, you okay? <laughs> That's definitely not what was supposed to happen. I totally agree. One second. Sorry, I had to like pop out for a second. Um, are you talking about the characters or are you still talking about the plot? We're still talking about the plot. Like, oh, okay, sorry. Okay, because, um, one second. So I just had something to say. Like, this might be a little bit character but you know how you were talking about, like, how, um, the whole thing about, like, her best friend moving? Um, see, I thought that was good because it showed, like, how. Like, I, I liked that part of the plot, but at the same time, like, their whole fight and stuff, it just reminded me of, like, a very middle school-y, and, you know, it just, it just wasn't, like, didn't, it was, just didn't seem like something the 30-year-olds would do. Like, how they just refused to talk to each other and all that. And that's a recurring thought I had. Like, I had to keep reminding myself, like, this woman is 30. Like, she's basically 30, and she's acting like a high school student. Like, with Dominic and, like, everything. Like, it just felt so juvenile. I was like, what is this? But, yeah, I feel like that was such an empty and, like, really immature. Exactly, Hannah. I just feel like that was such an empty plot line. The fact that um, Amina was like, you're so tethered to, like, I feel like you're tethered to me and, like, your radio personalities, your entire personality. And then she didn't, like, branch off and, like, move somewhere new or, like, choose a new career. Like, no, she got a dog. And that was, like, the huge thing. I was like, is this really, like, the solution to all? And then she went and formed another podcast. I was like, there was no change. It was just weird. I feel like Shay, for her character, like, if Shay was a real person, I would really wish that she would stay single. Because it doesn't seem like she's ready for a committed relationship. Her her life is a, it's a mess. Like, and I don't mind that because my life is a mess, you know, like I don't have everything figured out, right? Like, you know, not everybody has to have their stuff together, but with the way her life is, it's like, she doesn't solve anything. And like, I think the author wanted to do so many different things with the plot. And like, if we were going to go down the grief path, like, okay, we can go down the grief, grief path, but it would, it just didn't work for me. Like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever read um beach read that kind of has like a grief like romance path but it like worked a lot better than this grief path and i think the reason why this one didn't work is because she's just so immature about it. like she's just so insecure about it and she doesn't let anybody in her life like they're all kind of like enablers to her too like her mom is like a huge enabler to her her friends are huge enablers dominic is kind of an enabler now because they just kind of let her do whatever she wants and like I don't know if any of you guys picked up on this, but she's literally in the wrong in all these situations. And they, everybody in her life has apologized to her. They've apologized to her first. And that is made me so mad because I was like, why are you apologizing to her? She needs to apologize to you. Hannah, you said something that annoys me so much about Shay is like the way that she copes. Like when something goes wrong, she just goes to her house and then stays there and literally does nothing like she doesn't try to change she doesn't try to like take an action to make things better she just sits there and and make her makes herself miserable out of nothing but then like she stays the same she doesn't evolve and that's something that like annoyed me so much about she like that's one of the main points 
No, yeah. And I thought it really revealed just how selfish she was. Like, I never use this word loosely, but she was so selfish, especially at the end-ish part where she was, like, so mad at Dominic for wanting to keep his job. And I was just like, again, like, 30-year-old woman. Like, this person is 24. They have a stable job. Why would they just drop it? And then she made him apologize, like, on the air. Like, I just didn't think that was all right at all. So selfish. I don't know. Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. Morning. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I definitely agree about that. Like, if I was Dominic, I would have kept my job because it's, like, hard to find a job. And just to leave because you got fired is not right. Like, if I got fired, I'm not going to make any of you leave. And then for her to, like, get mad over that was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of weird. And then, like, in the end where they brought up, like, um, I think his name was, like, Kent or something, was, like, sexist. I mean, they kind of, like, implied it throughout the book. But then, like, in the end... You they just like put it on like full force and I was like that just kind of came out of nowhere and I feel like this book had like a lot of topics that were like so underdeveloped like maybe if she had implied that he was like more like he was sexist like more throughout the book then it would like make sense that she got fired because he was sexist and wanted Dominic more than um he did Shay but that's just like the end came out of nowhere and like the way that I don't know the way that like she handled everything in the end kind of like pissed me off because like you can't get mad at someone for wanting to keep a job like you need money to live and for like you to like expect him to like give it up just for you is kind of stupid of her okay this is kind of random have any of you seen the movie bombshell so it's basically this movie um about like i think fox news and how like the women at fox news were and then like the men and like how the bosses would like make the girl like twirl in front of him and basically it's about like the sexism and like that kind of industry so this book actually reminded me a lot about that especially the part with ken and you see i would have like liked to see maybe a little bit more of that whole like scenario because they did touch on like his sexism and stuff like that and how he got fired at the end but at the same time i feel like it wasn't it was just sort of like they just gave a very like shallow like look into it and i feel like they should have like maybe talk to about that more because it is an important issue um you know the sexism in that in the those industries especially like the radio industry and the news industry yeah that part bothered me a little bit and this is something i even mentioned in um the last like page turns so i know i keep referencing it but how like the author of that book kept on saying like she was trying to bring in like race issues like how like the main character was mixed and identity and stuff and then they would talk about it for like 0.3 seconds and i feel like when you're talking about systemic things like racism sexism like ism you have to spend time developing that plot line because if you don't it just seems like no effort was put in and you can't talk about like racism sexism like heavy issues within like a minute like two pages in total of the entire book. Like, it doesn't feel like there was any effort put in. It just felt weird. Yeah, I definitely agree. I was just a little confused with that whole plot line. I think it was really, um, like, commendable that Rachel Solomon included that kind of underlying theme there. Because, yeah, that's, she wasn't lying about that. Like, that happens all the time. But the examples that she used, like, in the beginning, how he asked her to write, like, notes... Like, I, I feel like there should have been more, <laughs> like way, way more. Um, to, and at the end, I was so confused. I was absolutely, I couldn't not understand why the heck Kent ratted them out. And like, I, I don't know if you guys were the same way, but I was like, what the heck just happened? Like I, I shut the book and I was like, hello? I like Googled it. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Someone help me. Like, could not figure it out. 
it was just such a cheap plot device and I'm a huge like activist for you know women and all like women's rights and everything like that and I love a good book that can talk about you know rom that can bring in romance and serious topics because I think that a lot of people think that in women's fiction that we can't talk about you know serious issues and have romance and I, I don't think that's true I think we can but this is just the worst example of a trial of that like it's just it attempts it but it's so bad at it and I think the reason why it just falls flat is because she uses it as like this weird plot line to make um Shay the victim again like Shay is the victim oh my god this is the reason the reason why the reason why um this is all going bad is because Shay's the victim again and it, it's used as another thing to make it so that Shay really doesn't have to face any consequences it's somebody else's fault again and I do agree like there was sexism there I do agree but it just was like it was like weirdly put because I think the whole plot revolved around them lying. It wasn't, it wasn't Kent who was doing the lying. Like he was just producing. I mean, I guess he kind of knew, but it was them who was putting on the show, doing all this. And in the end, like it was just pinned on him, which I think was super weird. And like, it was kind of like this weird, she was like, yeah, look, I'm so diverse. I'm talking about sexism, but it was like the weirdest form of talking about it ever. Okay, I just want to add, and this is going to take a little bit of a serious turn from what we were talking about, but for a book that tried to use, like, the sexism thing, like, a lot, like, with Kent and, like, with Shay, like, the reason she's the victim is because of sexism or she's not treated equally as a female, the book relied a lot on sex, like, sex scenes in this book, and it made me oddly uncomfortable because they were trying to, like, get that, but they always made it sound like Shay initiated it which made it even weirder because it was like, why are you using this as like a plot device and then like doing a full, full 180 turn and going right back to like how she's always the one that wants sex or whatever. And like, you might, you can cut that out, but I just needed to get off my chest. It was just so confusing because it just kept like flip flopping between like the two. And it just made me so uncomfortable. Like the cabin scene was just so explicitly written and like some people might enjoy that. I just was not like a big fan of like how specific it was and how it just came out of nowhere. And they did it several times after that too. And it just felt like she was just relying on him for that kind of experience. Like no actual relationship. Also, yeah, I noticed real um, Oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, also, I noticed how, like, she, like, kept bringing up their age difference. And to me, it was just kind of, like, I mean, like how often she brought that up. Because, like, maybe it is weird to, like, date someone who's five years younger than you. But I just feel like she, like, made it into, like, this, like, whole agenda. Like, that he's so young and all that. And, like, I cannot date him because it was so, um... Because, you know, um, sorry, I'm trying to read the chats also. Um, but, yeah, so I didn't like that part. And also, like, the height thing. Because, like, she made it sound like he was, like, a freaking giant. And I'm like, okay, I'm 4'11". I get that, you know, tall people are tall. But it's not like I'm going to, like, act like they, like, I don't know, like, are, like, super tall and, like, getting in my way because of how tall they are. To me, the age gap was kind of ironic because... Also, sorry, there's just mowing in the background. That's why I wasn't talking. But um, it was just ironic because Dominic was a lot more mature than Shay was, even though she's like 30-something, but she's acting like she's a child and just like everything about her. If I saw her in real life, I would just want to hit her so badly. Like, honestly, I was talking about this with Jules. 
but like saying i, I just want to do kick this is so irrelevant but i just want to do kickboxing because i just want to hit something but like i would hit her yeah, I agree 100%. This totally just randomly popped in my head. But I feel like a lot of books that I read, um, there's a decent amount of time spent on, like, describing what the character looks like. But for some reason, I just couldn't picture Shay. I just can't, like, see her. But Dominic, okay, I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Sun is Also a Star, but Charles Melton, Mel what is it? Men I looked it up. Charles Melton. Looks yeah. like I, I just pictured Charles Melton to be Dominic. Like, I don't know. That's literally just what I saw. <laughs> the only description we got of Shay, and this mentioned like 55 times, was that she has coarse hair. Again and again and again. And then, like, it was really weird because, like, back to the sexy scenes, they were literally like in it. Like, they were like full in it. And she, he's like, I like it when you have your hair down or whatever. I don't know, like, what they were doing. Yeah. He was like, I like it when you have your hair down. And she's like, my hair's so coarse. And I was like, what are you talking about? What are you? What? It's so weird how they were, like, literally in it. And she was like, yeah, my hair is coarse. Like, And then, like, there's this whole hair tie scene where he's like, or, no, there's this whole charger scene where he's like, oh, or something, no, hair tie scene. There's a scene where he, like, he talks about it again. And she's like, yeah, my hair is really coarse. And it's like. Can we stop bringing that up? We get it. Your hair is coarse. Like, what does that have to do with the romance right here? Like, she would deflect his romantic point. Like, he'd be like, oh, you're so cute. And she's like, yeah, my hair is coarse. And I was like, excuse me? Wait, I, I highlighted the part where she first brought it up in the book. And I <laughs> I wrote as my comment, this feels so what, Pad? So it says, Thick, brown, and coarse, the only adjectives that describe my hair, and all of them are tragic. I thought I'd have learned to style it by now, but some days I fight with a straightener, and other days I fight with a curling iron before I resign myself to another ponytail. That's, like, written so, like, passively, like, passive voice, like, describing her hair as, like, a separate entity. <laughs> We're like, okay, queen, <laughs> we get it. But also, I don't know if you guys remember, there was this one scene, and she was, like, in the elevator with Dominic, and he, like, snapped the rubber band on her wrist. I'm like, for what? What was that for? Like, someone tell me. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be sexy, but it was, like, weird, because it was, like, Hmm. maybe we don't invade each other's personal space and like touch like the because if someone did that to me i'd be like the heck are you doing like why are you first of all why are you coming near my wrist area like why is you why are you doing that and then wasn't there this other part where like before they like did something steamy again like he like touches like her like pulse point or whatever and like i'm like are you obsessed with her wrist or like what's going on and you know what i'm gonna be honest i don't stray away from the romantic books i don't stray away from the books that have you know these kind of really steamy scenes i'm okay with that i'm okay with reading that but this the scenes in here were just so bad like it was just really bad and the whole like weird i think like she was trying to build tension with the hair tie thing but it wasn't tension because what was that that's like something i do to my sister like i'm like come here and i would like pull it back and like try to hurt her so Okay, well, I'm so sorry that I'm late, and you, and I'm just, like, I was at a hair appointment, and then, like, it ran really late, and I, you guys have to trust me that I don't show up to things late like this, but that, those scenes got, like, very, like, spicy quickly, but they were spicy for the weirdest reasons, like, they would be in their office space, and then she was, like, trying to grab something above him, and it would be, like, 
she was feeling all this like tension and i i just like laughed because i was like what the heck is going on like girl why are you feeling this stuff that's just like not there okay i was just gonna say there's like like you said the weird obsession with the forearm thing like she had like really weird i don't want to say like fetishes but like it was just really weird like i was like why are you yeah hannah you said it why was she so horny like it was just so weird like she's 30 and dominic like he seemed to be like kind of chill but until they started like hooking up like i was just like oh okay but you know the author tried to make it very spicy and i just feel like the spiciness wasn't there or it was super rushed to the point where you're like why is this even included so I wanted to ask you guys about the, there's kind of like a little reoccurring theme about what would a mediocre white male do or something like that. I want to hear your thoughts about that because I was a little confused and I think that was maybe another point towards like the sexism like theme. But yeah, what did you guys think about that part? I thought it was so weird. Like it was very, it was giving like, like social activist type vibes. But then I realized like, the main character is a white woman, so it's like she's still white. So it's like well, I didn't understand. Like that's what like made me think. Like I thought maybe oh like she's like a minority. Like that's why they say that. Like her and Amina, and then like she just wasn't. She was white. So I was like I don't. I didn't really get that. And I just feel like it was just so unnecessary because again like it was kind of alluding to like uh, like an underlining theme of like combating like fighting the patriarchy something like that. And then they just wouldn't touch on it at all. So I'm like, what was the point of that? I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, so it actually reminded me of like me and my best friend in real life, Hannah, not uh, different Hannah. I know it's really funny because two of my best friends in real life are named Carmen and Hannah. So I just find it like so funny. Anyways, um, so you know, like obviously me being South Asian and I'll like always obviously tell her about like the stuff that I have to sometimes go through. And then like, she, like you know, so like I feel like it sort of reminded me of like our conversations. And I know, I think Amina in the book was supposed to be Indian. Um, so like that's what it sort of reminded me of. But at the same time, I felt like it was kind of unnecessary. And then I feel like it was weird when they put it on the bracelets. <laughs> I was like, oh, that, that's an interesting way to do it. But I mean, I, I do get it to some extent. <laughs> I think the bracelets, they were supposed to be, like, super heartfelt or whatever, but when she gave it to her, I started laughing. Like, I, I, I think I highlighted in my book, too, and I was like, why is this so funny for no reason? Like, it was not heartfelt. And, like, more on the topic of, like, their fight or whatever, I genuinely don't think that they would have resolved their friendship issues if Amina hadn't come for her mom's wedding. Like, I think that she would have just really left it open-ended forever. And, like, the way she was describing Amina was, like, as if they were their like like best friends since childhood and all that and like you you don't do that to your best friend for however long you you have to like patch things up it just kind of proves that shay has like absolutely no relationship like she just doesn't know how to have relationships in her life and i think that's also like she has no friends too like her only friend is her childhood best friend and then when she moved away to virginia it was like okay well now who does she have I understand why Shay has no friends because she doesn't act like somebody who's actively seeking somebody out, number one. Number two, she has like the worst social cues of anybody I've ever met in my entire life. Like someone could be saying something to her and instead of thinking about like, oh, you know, maybe I should care about what they're saying. She's thinking about how it makes her feel. Like her friend was like, oh, I have this great opportunity in Virginia and all Shay is thinking in her head and her inner monologue was like, oh, but she moves to Virginia, I'll have nobody. And then I'll be alone again. And it's like, like, girl, there is just sometimes 
there's just some times where you just have to realize that the world does not revolve around you. And then back to the, like, what would a mediocre white man do or whatever that was? See, intersectional feminism, like, on the floor. Like, literally, it was so bad. And then, like, I feel like it was another way. And I, I do agree. Like, it is it is an unfair world for, like, women. Like, women do get treated really badly, and there is sexism, and I, I firmly believe that. But I feel like it was another way for Shay to not, like, have to, like, everything was everybody else's fault. Like, she had no accountability for herself, and she... Like it was nothing is her fault. Like she is the saint in the situation, which is so clearly wrong because in literally every single one of her relationships and every single one of her problems that she had, like for example, her mom and her best friend and Dominic and the radio was like part of the reason was that was her. And so it didn't make any sense that she kept blaming it on other things. Yeah. yeah that. Oh, sorry. Go for it. No, you can go. You can go. Oh, I was just going to say that like, the point that she victimizes herself out of everything like that's that's the deal and like the thing that Halima said earlier about like how she's selfish like everything has to revolve around her um and also um the way like I said like the way that she copes like why can't you have a conversation when something bothers you or something like that you just like lock yourself in your room and like mourn over it like I'm 17 years old and when I have like like a disagreement with a friend like we have a conversation and settle it. So why, like, you're almost 30 years old and you can't have a conversation with someone to settle things, you know? You have to, like, keep vi- victimizing yourself and, like, putting yourself as, like, oh, I'm, I'm the one who's going to suffer and I'm the innocent one. Like, that's what really annoyed me. But, you know, the scene where, um, I think it was, like, in the bar scene where Amina tells her how she um, didn't get, like, didn't go to... Um, like go like when she was I think 22 or whatever because um because she was still coping with her dad and she like got so offended over that I was like your friend did this big thing for you and she never told you so I feel like it was I feel like you should like I get why you'd be upset that she never told you but I feel like you should also see like you know why your friend was in the right and I thought she overreacted a bit yeah, I just thought it was so weird that Shay tied all of her problems about like being lonely, not having friends, all this stuff to her dad's death, which sounds insensitive, but let me explain. It's like she stated many times that her dad died when she was a senior in high school. And by that time, when you have already developed like friendships, known how to like keep relationships, know how to solve some problems, I just thought it was so weird that she's 30 and she couldn't like find the ability in herself to solve problems with people, to be a functioning adult. And then she would like tie it to her dad's death, which happened when she was like a grown teen. So I just thought it was so weird that she didn't have any friends, that she didn't like have any of these life skills when she was 18. I just thought it was so weird. I don't know if you guys have ever read the book. Um, I think it's called The Upside of Unrequited by Becky Albertalli. But the main character of that book is like the same as Shay, except she's like 17 and Shay is 30. But it's the same thing where she's always like, woe is me. Like everything is so like feel bad for me, like all this stuff. And that was a little bit hard to root for her and for her success in life when she's like oh, I just, I hate myself. My voice is so bad. Like all this stuff I think was just a little, a little weird. 
Yeah, that was that was also I use the word weird like twenty million times, but again, it was so weird. It was like odd. Like she shows the weirdest things to like victimize herself through, like her voice. I was like, okay, because like the same time she's complaining about like not being a mediocre white man and like not having a perfect voice. Like it just felt very, it just felt very unnecessary. I was like, if you think like having a too feminine of a voice is your worst problem. Imagine like the people of color in your workplace that do not exist because like, I was like, why is that what you're complaining about? It was just weird. As a mediocre white man who has a podcast, I thought that was the stupidest thing I have ever read in my entire life. Like I hate my voice too. I just don't like it, but I sit through it. I edit my own podcast every single day. I sit there for hours on end. Like I know like, she has bigger problems than her voice. And, like, she's not even doing, like, any of the work for the show. She just sits there and talks. And then it gets published to millions of people and she gets success. And then there's, like, small podcasters like us who literally have to do all the work ourselves. And, like, we listen to our own voice on repeat, like, all the time. Like, it's just be something that she needs to grow up. And, like, just, she's 30 years old. She has bigger issues than that like she needs to go to therapy like we, you said in the chat she just needs to seek some help and just complaining about her voice and her work ethic and complaining about a 24 year old male with a master's degree which she cares too much about his master's degree like go him like she just needs to grow up and i don't want to say man up because that like feeds into the like sexism thing but she's to like man up you know she just she has bigger issues than her voice and a master's degree Okay, so did we ever talk about, like, what was, like, the thing, like, wrong with her voice? Because I did not catch that. Like, was it just that it was, like, high or something like that? Because she was like, I don't have a radio voice. Like, I don't have a voice that's, like, you know. And it was like, girl, neither do, like, I don't have a radio voice. I mean, I don't have a voice that sounds like people would want to go be like, yeah, I want to listen to that on the radio. But I'm still, you know, you know, like, I feel like it was just such a, another thing that was so, like, she was so focused on it. And then the thing with Dominic's master's, de- like master's degree, I think that's what it was or something like that with Northwestern. Like if I had a master's degree at Northwestern, girl, you best be think you know, I will be talking about that too. I will be talking about that all day, every day. And I'll be saying that because guess what? That's an accomplishment. And why can't he be proud of that? Like why, what, what was her issue? Like, was it because she went to UW, which again bothered me so much that she said that she got B minuses to get in there because Okay, so Juani and I live in Washington, so we live in that area where people are applying there. And I know people who straight up had like 4.0 GPAs and 36 ACTs and did not like get in there. So it bothered me so much that that's just like a random thing. It bothered me so much that she said she got B minuses and went to UW and it's making it seem like UW was this really bad school and Northwestern was like 50 million times better and that he needs to stop bragging about it when they're both good schools and like she went to a good school and she should stop complaining. <laughs> it was so weird. Going back to like her voice, I think she said it was like high pitched or something, which sounds stupid because it's just, like an artificial problem like that no one cares about. And for like I feel like if the author wanted to, like, develop her character, like, her voice should not have been, like, one of her main issues. Like, there could have been, like, so much, like, they could have talked about. And also with her degrees, I know she brought it up, like, oh, she's like, Dominic brings up his degree, like, so many times, but I feel like she brought it up more than he did. And she would just, like, complain about it. And I was like, there's, like, no problem with, like, having a master's degree. And, like, the fact that it was, she focused on that, like, so much. Like, oh, he has a master's degree from Northwestern, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no one really, like, cares like there's so many bigger issues for and for you to have like a problem with the fact that 
his master's degree is from Northwestern. And like Hannah said, like painting like UW in a bad light. Like it's a really good public school. Like it's a really good public school. There's nothing wrong with it. And it's also kind of hard to get into. So like for you to like bash that and then I don't know, like all her problems seem very artificial. Like they were just stupid. And I feel like the author could have given her like better problems or like something to like develop her character, but for like it to be like her voice and like stupid stuff like that was kind of dumb. Yeah, I like I don't know if it's just because I don't I don't have a podcast or like listen to the radio so much, but I don't even know what a radio voice is. Like, I feel like she's kind of just making false parameters for herself. And like, I don't know if you remember this, but it stuck out to me. And the first episode, there was like a page about like the comments or the tweets about it. And someone said, finally, like someone who has a normal voice. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, she really did that. Like, (laughs) I don't even know. It was just, it was so, it was so odd. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, first of all, like, I've never really liked my own voice um, when I, like, hear it playing back on, like, stuff, um, which is really funny because then I made a podcast, right? Like, clearly, I remember, like, seventh or eighth grade, I had to do a video presentation for one of my classes, and I literally couldn't watch my, like, thing to, like, see how I did because I did not like the sound of my own voice, and I think that's something that you got used to, and I remember listening to, like, the first episode of my podcast when I was editing it and being like, oh, my gosh, now I'm going to have to do this, so now I'm used to it. Um... And I don't know if I have a radio voice or a normal voice or whatever. I don't really care, to be honest. But what was also funny about that is since I was listening to it as an audiobook, so the lady who was a voice actor obviously had a great voice. So she's talking about like, how she hates her voice and how it's not a good voice. And I'm just like listening to this lady's like really good voice. And then the same lady was, like who was doing this like character narration, like, I think she would like, you know, change like the pitch of her voice to make it sound like different characters so she'd like go like in a lower voice for Dominic and he would just sound like like a predator almost like how low his voice was so and then his voice was supposedly supposed to be good so I was like it was was just really funny listening to it versus like reading it and then hearing the voice yeah the voices definitely caught me off guard I think the voice like the narrator was okay but the Nigerian accent was so bad it was so bad, like, coming from someone who's literally gone in, like, my dad has a West African accent. It was so bad. Like, I had to stop and, like, pause and then take breaks and then listen again. But, yeah, the whole voice thing, unnecessary. It did not need to be there. I just thought it was so unnecessary. It didn't fit. Unpopular opinion, I think the voice has a deeper meaning, and I think her saying that she has bad radio voice is a deeper meaning for her trying to, like, show up as her authentic self. And I don't know if it's just, like, the English student in me that's thinking this, but I think I've been in English, like, way too long. And, like, our teachers are always like, find a deeper meaning. Like, what is the motif of this book? And I think it's just her trying to find out who she really is, what is she really meant to do, like, what's her why for being on this earth and, like, taking it out. Like, I don't know. I just think she's trying to develop, like, who she actually is and, like, what that means to her and what the radio means to her and what role that has in her life. And that's what I think finding her voice is. So I, I don't know. That might just be something random, but I think that there's something there with that. No, I can definitely see that. I can see that. But I feel like in order for it to be clear, like that perspective, the author should have focused more on that plot line, like finding herself instead of like getting her a boyfriend and like relationships. Like Hannah said, like she did not need a boyfriend. She needed therapy. And I just feel like it was so weird that she was trying to juggle all of those things while finding herself. It was just not, it was weird. 
I think Shay as a character, just her character, and just like the weird way that the author represented side characters just goes to show how much like she the author just doesn't understand about like intersectional feminism and sexism in general because Shay's whole character is like the direct like office like she's so judgmental of like other women and other things and yet herself doesn't even have problems that reflect major like yeah who is Ruthie yeah just yeah like she also doesn't have any problems that reflect like huge issues that like women have like it's just like oh, she had to write notes at a meeting. Like, and I get that she gets screwed over later like a lot. And I do, and I love that conversation where it's like, okay, yeah, there are men in position of powers, position of power that take advantage of women and things like that. But it was just so rushed. And her whole character is like the anti-thesis of that. Does that make sense? Like her whole character is like the anti, like an anti-feminist. Like she's just so horrible. And um, I feel really bad saying that, but I don't know. No, yeah, and I yeah. definitely like see that intersectionality kind of conversation. Towards the end, I remember, I think it was Paloma. She was the one, like, she was the one who, like, she's a wife. She's part of the LGBTQ plus community. And then, like, converse to that, she is a straight white woman. And you heard her, like, complaining about, like, these, like, aggressions towards her, like, being asked to take notes at a meeting versus Paloma literally getting hit on by somebody who she was not attracted to. And then, like, facing consequences for that for like a year and then Paloma will be talking about that like extensive issue and she was like yeah I got asked to take notes at a meeting I was like that was the only thing I was like there has to be more I will say though that like one part that I did genuinely get mad like for like with Shay was when she pitched the idea to Kent and Kent kind of shut her down and then Dominic said that he agreed and then kent agreed there that was the one part that i was like okay that's not cool like literally chill kent like i yeah that was the only one part that i was kind of sympathizing empathizing with um with shay and another thing i thought it was so unfair like back to her being selfish what's new i thought it was so weird and unfair that she was able to talk a lot about how she worked there for 10 years she was like the youngest member she started when she was 19 and then as soon as dominic dares to say anything about his masters from northwestern she would be all protective like oh you can't like he's just bragging like he should be saying that he's not humble but she would bring up the fact that she was the youngest employee like a million times it just didn't it wasn't fair is there um i think we've talked really negatively about the book so far um so i think we should switch to maybe a little segment about like is there anything that we liked about the x talk was there anything that we want to say that's positive <laughs> give you know you know what is there was there anything we liked oh, okay i'll go first really quickly and i speak on behalf of amara dominic supremacy he was actually a really great character and he had like his goals he had accomplished his masters like that's a big step for him and i think he was fully in the right to, to just brag about it i mean i would too but just the way that um he was like actually had some development along the way when you just had shay who had nothing going for her she's she just woe is me like um jewel said like it's just the same thing over and over with her but you kind of got to see like his thought process too and I mean, I don't disagree with like him leaving that company too, because he should have stayed. I mean, he had no reason to leave. He like she was screwing him over in the end too. 
but he like did what was best for her so i think he really likes her which i have no idea how because she's the most hated person in this book but go him and i really just enjoyed like his overall like plot lines and it was good to like kind of like like you said picture the character like i could picture him i could not picture shay whatsoever i really liked his character as well because i thought that it was interesting to kind of see um a male character portrayed as someone who what he did care about her like he did they did develop feelings like at some point and i feel like he was like invested in her a little bit i know like maybe not everyone agrees with that but i thought that was cool because he didn't just like care about like the like the sexual like part of the relationship but he also like cared about like her feelings and how she was doing on the show and stuff and then also another point that i did really relate to was i actually i was listening to another um podcast that interviewed the author and i just i really liked the aspect of how shay was jewish because i'm someone who's jewish too and the author said something that was really interesting, which not everyone can relate to, because not everyone's Jewish, besides you know that, but of course. But that a lot of Jewish characters are only portrayed in the like books about the Holocaust, and they're not really portrayed as regular people. And seeing that relationship of how she would just kind of slide in this stuff, like about Shabbat, for example, or about going to the Seder and like pa Passover and stuff, that I really related to because it was just something really cool that I've never really seen portrayed in a character. So. I really like that part, but that was just because I was Jewish, Jewish as well. Yeah. I okay. So you know those books that like alternate sides between like the two like sort of love interest characters. Like I was sort of hoping for that because I feel like if I had like seen in her Dominic side of things, like from his perspective, it would have like made like it would have made me like it better. Yeah, I agree. The one thing that I also did like was the kind of like technical podcasting and radio aspect of it. I thought it was really interesting, especially like the part of like there's one like super quick part and she was talking about like when you pop your peas and you need to have more like diaphragm. And like that was just a fun little fact that I enjoyed. And I mean, Rachel Solomon must know just a little bit about podcasting in order to include that. And I thought that that was really cool, too. Yeah, I really liked um, that we kind of got to hear a lot of feedback from the actual listeners of the show, because personally, I could not believe that their podcast would have soared to the top 100 that quickly. But I really liked that we got to hear at least some feedback from the audience. I thought it was really cool that they included that. I like that part. I was going to say one other quick thing. Um, I did like kind of the background story of shay with her father i thought that was kind of a cute little story about how he like fixed the radios and whatever and yeah i thought that was cute i just wish it could have played out a little bit better and she didn't like use him or his death as like a reason to be rude that's just the only thing i wasn't a fan of but i don't know i thought it was like a, a cute little relationship and like when she would tell stories about when she was younger I think something that confused me about the book, um, wait, what was I going to say? I'm trying to, oh, okay. Yeah. So you know how they, um, so I forgot where exactly it was, but talked about like how she was dreading to like, because of the show, she would have to like see him every day, like I guess to host and stuff. But then it sounded like they would only re like release one episode a week or something. So I was just really confused about that. 
Yeah, um, I know Matthew said he didn't like the like the episode transcripts, but I actually liked them. Um, I thought it was cool to see like what they talked like. Um, I don't know, and like there is also this um, this part that Dominic said, like, "Oh, I'm interested in someone," and she didn't get that like the someone was her, and that annoyed me so much because like everyone knew it was her, except for her. Didn't she bring it up later? And like, weren't they like drunk yeah. or something? Yeah. And then she yeah. brought it up later and she's like, who do you like? Like, I, I like you, but I don't think you like me. We're like, Shay, take a deep breath, honey. <laughs> like, we all know it's you. <laughs> I really enjoyed I guess I didn't enjoy it, but I liked the discussion of grief, um, especially like Shay's mom's journey with grief. I feel like there isn't a lot of um, books that talk about, you know, grief and all that stuff. And I really appreciate when a book that's primarily based on like romance can talk about, you know, big topics. Um, the thing I didn't appreciate about it was that it was just not well written enough for me to enjoy it because I do think that books can talk about serious topics in the world and be romantic like there's nothing wrong with having you know lights and heavy in the same um book and i think that there's a lot of books that do that really well um like for example right now i'm trying to read red white and royal blue and i feel like there there's a lot of discussion about you know very important stuff and it's romantic so i think that's really i think that's really good but this book i feel like tried to do that but it just kind of miss the mark for me and another thing was that the relationship was just very unbelievable for me um and i really do like romance so but i did like some of the i know some people told me they didn't like the ending with their like love confession i did i just i couldn't enjoy it because i didn't like them like together <laughs> i don't know if we want to like go on to like the ratings like our final ratings like our final thoughts but if we are I'll, I guess I'll just go first. So I originally rated this like a four on Goodreads when I finished it last Saturday. After further discussion and after like reflecting on it, I have to lower it to like a 3.5. Like there were parts that were enjoyable. Like don't get me wrong. Like I didn't hate the whole thing. There were just a lot of hateable parts because they were just, it was really wish-washy with a lot of the topics. And I, I hated Shay. She had no development whatsoever. And I say this on my podcast, podcast a lot like when I'm watching a movie and if there's no development to me it's just not enjoyable and there was nothing there for her she was very 2d and for being the main character she just did too much and she always brought her father into every little problem and that's just something that I really didn't enjoy because that was such a good plot line like I really enjoyed the transcript of the episode with her mother and all that I just didn't like how it just was her constant like she always brought that into everything just to kind of like make the reader I don't know if like feel bad or whatever or just like apply some emotion to the other people but i i really didn't feel like any remorse for her because she's 30 now like that was a 12 years ago or whatever like i know that's a huge event in her life but it just felt so over reused and it was like the only plot device that she had on her side you know i definitely agree i also give it like a 3 or 3.5 like i was really hoping for it to be like an enemies to love her like an actual one because like i really like that trope but like it just didn't turn out and it was very underdeveloped. The characters had like no development. Her problems were like really artificial and stupid and just didn't make sense. And I feel like the author wanted to talk about a lot of topics, but she just didn't introduce them in a way that fit well. And it just seemed like 
she would just introduce like random things at random points that like didn't make sense and just wouldn't like fit in with the plot and I'm not a big fan of like romance books because that's not what I usually read so it was kind of like a disappointment for me yeah I guess um I also would give it like a 3.5 again um the character development like was really something that left us missing also um that slow burn didn't really happen and um as a true romance reader i like to see like the whole process of um them falling in love and all that and i feel like um i, I think hannah said it like they went from zero to a hundred out of nowhere and that's definitely not something that i enjoy in a romance book um and also like I, like I said earlier, like there wasn't really like a high, it all stayed in the same level, same context. Um, and like there wasn't really a, a gr growth, like Shay stayed the same person, she didn't really develop. Um, so yeah, I give it a 3.5. Yeah, I gave it a 3 out of 5. While I don't really care if the main character is unlikable, like that's not usually the determining factor of a book being bad per se, but I just feel like that absence of a plot line was really huge for me. There was like so little progression, and if it was, it was like, like Julia said, like everyone said, it was like 0 to 100, or Gabby, I mean, it was like 0 to 100, and it was like tension sprinkled in. I just feel like there was no character development. And it was also very cheesy. Like, maybe I'm just not a huge fan of the romance genre, but I feel like it could have been done in a better way. So overall, three out of five. Yeah, I agree. I'm probably more like three and a, three and a half to like a four. I almost wish that Shay was more like her best friend. Who was What was her best friend's name again? I don't remember. Amina. Um, Amina, yeah. I almost wish that Shay was more like Amina because I feel like Amina had more of a development than Shay because Amina broke away. Like she realized that maybe Shay was a little toxic and like she was going to move to wherever to like experience more of her life without being tied down by childhood friendships. And I think that, yeah, Amina was really an interesting storyline to read about. Um, but yeah, I'd agree. It was just a little bit sometimes hard to get through because we're like, what am I reading this for? Like, what am I waiting to happen? Yeah, I also gave it a 3.5. Um, the thing that uh, really made me not like it was uh, they weren't enemies. And I love enemies to lovers books and they just weren't enemies. Um, and it was also very predictable. And the fact that I didn't like Shay, just I didn't want to read the book because I didn't like her. Um, so yeah. I really liked how I came in here with kind of a different perspective and then you guys really opened me up to all these different aspects that I wasn't thinking about and that was really interesting just to observe and really like hear everyone's opinions because I came in with like a mindset that I really did like the book. I thought it was cute. I thought that, you know, she she had like you know the podcasting thing and i really liked all the behind the scenes of the podcast just like julia said but then I, but then now i'm like totally like maybe this wasn't really a good book and maybe like she really didn't have any good development and i really just liked how much you guys like pushed me to think in a different way about this story so yeah i appreciate that you guys all did that and really showed up with your um with your opinion Relating to what Charlotte said, I gave this book a three out of five, but I definitely think your first impression is usually, I would say, right, or because I feel like 
kind of like when you're taking a test, you know, usually what you guess first is what the right answer is. So like me personally, I did not enjoy this book, but like you, Charlotte or Jules, you guys love romance books. You're going to like this book better than me. And I think that's just interesting for like anyone listening. Cause I feel like if you're someone who likes these type of romance books, you like a cheesy romance and it's good. It's all just depends on like what you think you're getting out of it. Cause like for me personally, I like the fantasy romance books. I like enemies to lovers and that just wasn't that, but that doesn't necessarily mean, I guess it's bad. It's just more like it wasn't what I was expecting to happen. Yeah, I I know I already said my review quickly, but Carmen, I agree 100%. I feel like book clubs and like talking about opinions of books is just more of a reason for you to go and read the book and then your ideas are aligned with us or if maybe they're not. And like anyone listening at home, if you read it and like have another opinion, like DM all of us, <laughs> whatever, because I think we'd all really like to hear um, your opinion. But yeah, Carmen, 100%. Yeah, I, I also really... Sorry. Um, I said I would agree, like, the three out of five rating. So, for me, I don't – I haven't – okay, to be fair, I haven't read a fantasy book in, like, a really long time. But that's why I say I don't like them. I know I know, Carmen was a little shook to hear me say that. But um, I guess if I try it again, I might like it. But, like, as of now, I don't. Um, and I do like, like, modern realistic fiction, historical fiction, that type of thing. So, I did like that aspect. I liked the modern references, um, like the Airbnb and stuff, like how they just said that. I, I, I don't know why I like it when they say like real brand names and not just like fake brand names and stuff. Um, as for the characters, I I truly didn't like have a problem with anyone besides like Shay. Um, but and then again, I I feel like also they weren't really enemies at the beginning. Just she was just annoyed by him. Like it wasn't like they were actual enemies, like that they hated each other or anything. She just got annoyed by him. So the enemies to lovers plotline didn't really like make sense in this context. So yeah, I would say that overall, if you're someone who likes realistic fiction and you want to maybe like get a little bit more of a glimpse into podcasting, even though to be fair, their style of podcasting isn't the same as our style of podcasting, I would say go read it. But at the same time, if you aren't really into that, then it's probably not worth your time. Because I remember at the beginning, I told my sister, oh my god, you have to read this book. And then when I got to, like, I think it was like chapter 13 or 14, I was looking at my like bookmarks um in this and it said like this is getting juicy but it's also getting like really boring so i'd say that maybe the first 10 to 15 chapters are good and then the next 20 are just a flop yeah and i appreciate the conversation about you know different book um opinions and styles i think that's why i enjoy this book club so much because i think each time we can read different genres and really connect over like what we we thought we liked and what we didn't like and it's just been so fun to get dms from you guys like all the time like um i think i have more podcast friends at this point and more internet friends than um actual real friends so um it's so good to talk to you guys about like all the bookish stuff and also it's been so great because all of you guys like all my podcast friends and jules um I, like have been like into into books and i like you know in my real life i don't really have too many people who are really into reading and so it's been fun to like talk to you guys about that and i really appreciate it and i can't wait for our next meeting um whatever the book may be um yeah i have to agree with everyone's ratings i gave it a three out of five um i'm gonna be honest i finished this last night um 
Yeah, so I finished this last night. And the reason was because, you know, there's nothing better than finding a book that is so addicting. Like, you just can't put it down. Like, you have to read it in one day. You, you can't get it, like, through fast enough. Um, this was, like, the exact opposite of that. It was so tiring to read. And it was extreme predictable. And the main character, Shay, just got on my nerves. And the romantic buildup was so bad for me. And I love romance. Like, I, I'm the first one to say it. I love romance. Um, my, like, shelf back there is full of lots of romance. And I love reading all that stuff. I'm a sucker for it. Um, but this was just, it made me mad to read it. It made me mad to read just such a bad, I guess, written relationship. Um, and I, I think we already talked about it. But Shay, I just had such a hard time um connecting with her i think i think it was what it was like i just couldn't connect with her and i didn't like her and because of that i couldn't root for their relationship either and it and i think that's what made it also go faster and then in the end like the whole plot fell flat for me too because it turned into a discussion about sexism and i feel like it really wasn't developed so for that reason i think i'm like at a 2.5 to 3 i just really didn't enjoy it and i know a lot of people enjoyed it a lot more than me and i really do understand that because i do think that there are things that you can really glean from this like charlotte i know you said that you really liked having the main character be jewish and i i do appreciate that i really like the you know diversity there um but just for me i didn't get a lot out of it um and so i think i'm gonna go with like a 2.5 to 3. yeah i have one more quick thing that i forgot to mention before but to any of you guys that have the actual physical copy i realized this like yesterday but how it says the X talk and then it says love is on the air. That made me so happy. I thought that was just the cutest little thing to put on the cover. And I was like, I don't know. I just thought it was so cute. <laughs> Do we have any um, final words or thoughts about the books that we'd like to say before we wrap up? Hmm. I know I asked this question at the end of the other meeting, but I just have to know. If there was a sequel to this book, which character do you think it would be best to focus on? Um, I probably wouldn't read it because this book kind of just was so bad. But I think if I had to pick one, that Paloma was pretty interesting, or maybe even Amina, or maybe Dominic. You know, Dominic actually did it for me. He was a great character, so I think any of those three would be good. However, I probably just wouldn't read it. Yeah, I would, I would be interested in hearing Amina because just, I don't know, I would like to see what would happen to the relationship the more it evolved. I would say this is kind of a weird one, but Shay's mom, I would have loved to seen um, a story build up from like losing a spouse and then finding somebody else and that grieving process because I know that is very real and I feel like there is a lot of books you know with that kind of theme but I don't necessarily I've never read one that like did it right and I feel like her story was very convincing to me it was like they sat next to each other at the symphony all these years they've been friends for so long they supported each other through grief and it grew to love and I think that is just so cute I really like that and also the way that she like proposed to him I was like, tea, I like that. So um, I would read about her mom. Same here. And it's that, that thing that you said about, like, there can be love stories that also talk about, like, serious topics. And I feel like in this case, it would be so, so interesting because um, that whole thing about grief is something so real and that so many people go through and still like the way that you can find love after such like a hard time i feel like that'd be something like so beautiful to read about and yeah same here 
I would actually like to see like the second book um, from Dominic's perspective because maybe he would make me like Shay a little bit more um, since he loves her. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, if we don't have anything else to say about the book, I really enjoyed talking to you guys about the X talk. Um, it's definitely been fun. I think we were a lot more critical this time. I mean, because last time I think we read such an amazing book that it was kind of more like a deep discussion. This was kind of more like, oh, wow, this was uh, interesting. So I think it was definitely interesting to read like two very opposite books because I feel like The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is just such a different book and the x talk and i can't wait to see what we pick next time um because we will be bringing it back um and so yeah if nobody has any final thoughts i think we'll just wrap up um and we really hope that you guys at home enjoyed this episode um the second episode of podcast book club the page turners um and if you guys like these episodes make sure to let us know and if you want us to read a specific book we will we will keep that in mind so if you want to let us know um dm us um any one of us in this club we will keep that in mind yes we really hope you enjoyed our special podcast Sorry, we hope you really enjoyed our special podcast book club with our very special guests and make sure to check out all of their podcasts as well. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and hopefully you took away something from it. And again, make sure to go check out everyone's podcast and Jules' YouTube channel. Um, and everyone is just so amazing. And again, as I said, if you're wondering what my favorite podcasts are and what my favorite YouTube channel is, I'm here, everybody here. Um, and make sure to go follow us on Instagram at Even the Little Things Podcast. And yeah, we hope you enjoy this episode. We post every Fridays. And thanks again to our special guest from A Little Perspective, Girly Girl Podcast, Seriously Not Serious, Just a Podcast. That's Matthew, um, It's a Girl's Life, and Brown Girls Rising, and Jules um, on her YouTube channel. Um, so yeah, I hope you'll join us next time. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice, mistakes, confessionals, and giving you peace of mind on all things impacting teens today. Because it's not just you worrying about even the little things, it's us too.